Good evening and welcome back to Oddity, a love letter to the unexplained. My name is Keith and joining me as always is Joe. Hello everybody. And tonight we're going to be discussing one of the nastier phenomenon relating to aliens and alien abduction and just the whole phenomenon of alien encounters. We're going to be talking about cattle mutilations. Yeah, if you thought anal probing was bad, wait till you hear about this. This is just downright nasty. Yeah, this is one that I... I know that we've been really, really excited to talk about because it's kind of a gateway phenomenon that gets you into cryptids and cryptozoology and just the unexplained realm because it is such a widespread phenomenon that still really has no scientific explanations. So this one will be a really fun one. It's going to get nasty, so uh, be prepared for that. We're going to be talking about a lot of blood, guts, and gore. And in some cases, lack of blood, guts, and gore, which is more disturbing. But I'm really excited to talk about this. This, I think, is a true return to what we usually talk about. I know season two started off with a Halloween episode. Then we did the listener stories, the Hopkinsville Goblin, La Llorona. But we've got all that done. Then we went to Christmas and did Krampus and Santa. But finally, back to what we like to talk about. The creepy, the gory, the gross. So... You're going to like this episode. I know initially we talked about doing crop circles and cattle mutilations, but I feel like both of those deserve their own solo episode. So we'll be doing this one today, which is cattle mutilations, and then we'll do crop circles next week. Yeah, we both felt very strongly that we needed to shine the appropriate amount of light on on each phenomenon and not kind of muddy the waters with having an episode that's just too jam-packed with information on both things, trying to ram them together. This one's going to be really interesting. Now, before we get into that, I know that, Joe, you did have some housekeeping items that you wanted to go over, which is some exciting stuff. Yes. Our patron numbers are growing. We now have four. We're down from we're up from one to four. To those patrons who are listening, we were going to upload Jingle All the Way around Christmas. Our film analysis of Jingle All the Way, I should say, around Christmas. But obviously the holidays and getting sick and 
just everything in between with work and everything. And then also, we just miscommunicated to each other, so we just forgot. Uh, we're going to get it up, though, very shortly here, so you'll see that coming soon to Patreon exclusive. If we decide to drop it to our main channel, it will be... It'll be a while, I think. But going forward, I want to talk about Patreon for a second. As our numbers grow and as more people say they like us enough to give us money, we are going to be doing a monthly film analysis series. And for the next four months, so starting in February and onwards until, was that, March? Yeah, so up until June, June-ish, May to June. We'll be talking about the original four Batman films. So that's Batman 1989 up until Batman and Robin, which is going to be really exciting and really fun. I think that is one that we can sink our teeth into big time. So I'm really excited for that. Also, Puppet Modcast, my solo show, is almost done. I know I've been teasing it. And honestly, I've been teasing it and cutting it out. So you haven't even heard my teasing yet. I will be finishing up the recording and everything for that, and we'll have that up by the end of the month. That'll be a monthly show. We'll be starting with a Muppets Christmas Carol and then moving on to Muppets Treasure Island. So look forward to that. But then otherwise, that's really it for housekeeping. Obviously, always follow us on Twitter at Oddity2. That's Oddity, T-O, like timeout. You can always email us at podcast at oddity.studio. And of course, patreon.com slash odditystudios to go ahead and give us some money and hear some exclusive film analysis content. All right, well, that's all the housekeeping out of the way, so let's get into that nasty that we teased about last week. So, like I said, we're gonna be talking about cattle mutilation, which is also known as bovine excision, and then also it's under the rubric of unexplained livestock deaths. So just a little bit of background on what this phenomenon is. It's the killing and mutilation of cattle under extremely unusual and usually with bloodless circumstances. Now, this phenomenon happens worldwide, and it's not specific to one species of cattle. There's been sheep, there's been horses, goats, pigs, rabbits, cats, dogs, bison, even deer and elk have been reported with these kind of unexplained mutilation. The really bizarre thing about it is there's often no blood found at the scene and often the ears, the eyes, the jaw flesh, the tongue, lymph nodes, genitals, and rectum are removed with extreme surgical precision. That's the background on cattle mutilation. I know that Joe, you had an article that you wanted to talk about. I think that's gonna be a really good starting point. Yes, I do have an article to talk about. I do wanna say that obviously this has been attributed to extraterrestrials, the chupacabra because of the bloodless nature. But if it's not them, I just want to preface this by saying that we are dealing with one sick son of a With that in mind, I want to talk about a cattle mutilation that actually happened recently, as recent as October of 2019, which doesn't sound like fairly recent to us here. And this article is from NPR. It is called, Not One Drop of Blood, Cattle Mysteriously Mutilated in Oregon, from Anna King, in the early morning light. Dust from hooves creates a fog at Sylvie's Valley Ranch in remote eastern Oregon. Cowboys whistle and talk low to their eager herding dogs, removing the cattle from one vast sage-studded range to another. Five young purebred bulls mysteriously showed up dead on the ranch this past summer, drained of blood and with body parts precisely removed. Coming upon the dead bulls is an eerie scene. The forest is hot and still apart from a raven's repeating caw. 
The bowl looks like a giant deflated plush toy. It smells. Weirdly, there are no signs of buzzards, coyotes, or other scavengers. The bowl's red coat is as shiny as if it were going to the fair. But he's bloodless, and his tongue and genitals have been surgically cut out. Finding these young Herefords in this remote country can sometimes take the ranch's experienced cowboys days, and ranch staff members are required to ride in pairs now and are encouraged to carry firearms. Now, with this, someone takes down a 2,000-pound bull, drains of its blood, and cuts out its genitals, and there are many theories about this. And this is according to the Harney County Sheriff Deputy Dan Jenkins. A lot of people lean towards the aliens, Jenkins says. One caller had told us to look for basically a depression under the carcass, because he said that the alien ships will beam the cow up and do whatever they're going to do to it. Then they just drop them from a great height. So with this article, there was not one drop of blood. And that's something that scares these ranchers is there's literally no blood. And Keith, I sent you the article and the header picture is a picture of this bowl. And you can see it. It does look deflated. It's gross, right? But this is the archetype for cow mutilations. Yeah, it's it's weird. The picture that you send me, because you did send me this article, and again, all credit to NPR.org for this, it looks like legitimately like the cow was a balloon animal of some sort, or like, you know, those like mylar balloons, once they start to lose their inflation or they, they get a hole in them, they just kind of shrivel up. And that's what it looks like. It's really, really disturbing. It's just a really crazy sight to see an animal that big, just tossed aside almost like, just like a piece of trash. It's really weird. Yeah, and there is another story that I want to talk about briefly before we move on to discussing mutilation as a whole and then Obviously, you have some stories to bring to us as well. But there's a story I remember reading, and it's stuck with me for a long, long time now, from a book called Mysteries of the Unexplained. It's a big, blue, hardcover book. I believe it was sent out by Reader's Digest in like the 80s or 90s. But I remember reading a story about cattle mutilation where someone found a cow that was dead, obviously. Not only was it drained of blood, but there were cubes of meat cut out of the hind legs of the cow like precisely surgically precise cubes cut out and there were missing cubes like someone decided to cut this cow up and eat parts of it or take parts of it away and then leave the rest this isn't just take the genitals take the tongue let's move on i mean they're sampling these animals and i guess when i hear that that doesn't sound like a bear. That doesn't sound like a cougar or anything. And what really gets me is, especially from this article in NPR, there were no there were no scavengers around. Maybe it's the absence of blood that's uh, like the absence of blood to stink things up. But that to me struck me like there's always a scavenger, but not in this case. Yeah, and I wanted to bring that up as well when you mentioned that there were no scavengers anywhere to be seen around the scene of. The, the body, basically, the carcass. If this was natural causes, like a lot of people believe that cattle mutilation is, where the theory is that the cattle 
dies of natural causes and then it just lays there under the sun and basically the insides of the animal cook to where it causes these lacerations that look very meticulous and surgical but it's all natural but my question to that is why wouldn't scavengers have already gotten to that and somebody well, it, in some of these places you have you have cougars you have bear you have really really big predators that would find something like that and they would take it away they would take big bits and chunks from this animal and not leave it completely intact these animals almost like the scavengers they know that something happened here that was not natural and they don't want anything to do with it and i wonder because in season one we talked about alien abductions and i wonder if this is just another way that aliens gather research about earth and its inhabitants because how do you expertly drain the blood out of something and i thought it was weird in the article that the sheriff deputy mentions that they should look for an indent under the body because aliens will beam up and drop them down that I thought was weird too, but that kind of plays into the whole alien abducting cattle joke that you see on like The Simpsons or Futurama or like cartoons. South Park. South Park, yep. So interesting to think about that. We'll have to we'll have to see on that one if there was an indent because I because looking at the picture, it looks like the cow was just kind of dropped in this barren part of the forest or like the field there's like not a lot of grass going around it's just dried up everything it's it's strange and to be that secluded i know that there are terrestrial explanations and i'm sure we'll get into that but if there's not one drop of blood to be seen and there's not one drop of blood in the body that i think is a really hard like, it's hard to accuse someone of doing that efficiently and effectively over the course of one night. I think that's hard to explain. Yeah, and I think that's another thing that's really, really odd about it is that these ranchers will find these mutilated carcasses in places where they had been previously. So let's say that you and I are looking after our cattle and we're at the North Ridge then we move the cattle down from that ridge back into the valley. We don't see anything weird going on, but but then again, we go back up there the next day or two or like a week later, and then there's one of our cattle that's just sitting there, just all chopped up and looking deflated, and there's no blood. Surge, it looks like a surgeon basically practiced on it. That's, that's one of the crazier things to me is that these bodies and carcasses are being found in areas where there was no body and there was no carcass to begin with, or in a previous previous uh, previous state so basically like time will go where they're they'll be there and then they'll go back and then the body will be found like it had been there the entire time it's really weird yeah and with with this oregon or this oregon occasion that we just talked about from 2019 this happened to five bulls not just one so this was five bulls all same thing tongue and genitals cut out no blood left in the body now these are 2000 pound bulls that there's not a lot of ways in which you can just abduct a bull drain the blood from its body cut out its tongue cut off its genitals then dump it back in into a field somewhere so it's maybe it could be 
the case that people are doing this, but I want to point out that since 2002, there have been 3,500 cases of this happening in South America. So, like, this happens often since, like, since 2002. So about 20, so exactly 20 years now, 3,500 cases of this in South America alone. I think that's interesting to bring up because a lot of people kind of think that cattle mutilation is something that really started in the Northwest or in the Southwest as well. Very arid areas of the United States where a lot of these occurrences are happening, same with alien abductions as well. But this is happening, like we said, worldwide. I know that there's been numerous reports, especially coming from Central America and the area of like Colombia, where cattle is huge for just business. It's it's a huge thing down there, like beef. So it's happening all over the place. Basically, wherever the cattle are, these are happening. So it's just really interesting that it's not central to one spot. So you can't say that it's environmental or natural causes. There's some, it feels like there's something more going on. And one thing I want to point out about this is there was actually a case in 1978 in New Mexico. An 11 month old bull actually was found mutilated in 1978 on March 24th. It displayed what they call the classic mutilation signs. That includes the removal of the rectum and sex organs and what appeared to be like from what appeared to be a sharp and precise instrument. It's in, and its internal organs were found to be inconsistent with a normal case of death followed by predation. The exact quote here from the police is, both the liver and the heart were white and mushy. Both organs had the texture and consistency of peanut butter. So this is obviously something that isn't natural because if they did die from a predator, obviously there'd be trauma from a predator. If it died naturally, the organs wouldn't look like that. Like they are just disintegrated. And it if it dies naturally, what's the point of cutting out the rectum and genitals? I just think that's strange, very strange. Yeah, it's extremely strange. Now, I think it's really important to mention where cattle mutilations really took off. I really tried to find the first reported instance and reported case of cattle mutilation. Couldn't really find anything too much there. I know that some of the earliest documented outbreaks of unexplained livestock deaths was in 1606 in a city near London and some of the adjoining shires where there were just basically wholesale slaughter of sheep. No, so each farm would experience somewhere around a hundred, or each shire would experience around a hundred unexplained deaths of their livestock. And they couldn't really understand what was going on. So I, of course, in that time frame, they just blamed it basically on an unknown predator. So they just basically thought it was like a wolf or it was a, a person who was deranged that was going around killing these animals. Now, one of the most important aspects of cattle mutilation that kind of leads credence to it with extraterrestrials is John Keel. Yes, that's right. The famous John Keel of the Mothman prophecies had mentioned numerous times that he had been investigating animal mutilation cases in 1966 and that he kind of was around the Ohio River Valley area. So maybe it's something that he was looking into as well with the Mothman or maybe there's a connection there that he was trying to make. But the fact that somebody who's as big of a hitter as John Keel and the UFO and alien community was looking into this, I think leads a lot of credence. 
I think it would only be more, what's the word, official if Bob Lazar was also in on it. I think that's like the only way to get more credibility to this alien theory is if Bob Lazar showed up. So it's, it's interesting you mentioned that. I was looking into my research and I have to try to find it. Here it is actually. So some of the samples from a mutilation case in 1978, the heart and some of the bone and muscle samples were actually sent to Los Alamos Scientific Laboratory where Bob Lazar was supposedly had to have been working at the time. So that's a really interesting thing that you just brought up about Bob Lazar. And I was, I was hoping you were gonna go there so I could talk about that. I think this is actually the same case that, that we're both talking about where the, where the liver and heart become like peanut butter. And I was actually going to say something on that case because samples from that same animal's liver, which I believe were sent to Los Alamos, were completely devoid of copper and contained four times the normal levels of zinc, potassium, and phosphorus. And there was no explanation given for this. So it really begs the question, what is happening? I know when we talk about this kind of stuff, I have a great theory actually, and I always have great theories. So here, here it is. I think that we don't know as much as we think we know about sandhill cranes. I think they're like mosquitoes in that they swarm the cow, right? They use their long beaks to suck the blood out like a mosquito would. And then one of them takes their, their beak, which is super sharp already. And then surgeon like precision because sandhill cranes are the ultimate animal. They cut out the genital, the tongue, and the rectum, and then they move on. Now they keep them as trophies or as snacks, I don't know. But that's my working theory is that sandhill cranes are actually pack hunters and that they're actually mosquitoes and not birds. How crazy would it be if sandhill cranes actually... So let's let me preface this. So if the theory is correct that birds did evolve from dinosaurs like or like you know predators like the velociraptor or even some of the smaller versions of raptors wouldn't it be weird if sandhill cranes just all of a sudden regressed into that and they became pack hunters that were just extremely extremely just well coordinated and hyper violent that would be the scariest thing in the world you know there are what like three jurassic world movies i kind of gave up after the first one so i don't know what they're doing anymore but Maybe this is the maybe this is what's gonna be the premise for like whatever fifth movie they milk out of that milk out of that poor franchise that's that's been dead for like ten years. Yeah, I mean they lured me back in with Bryce Dallas Howard because I I'm absolutely in love with her. They pretty much lost me whenever they're like, oh yeah, let's train these Velociraptors to be military instruments. I'm like, okay, I'm out. You're gonna start putting machine guns on raptors. It's not as cool as it sounds. I'm I'm just. It's like Doctor Evil in awesome powers freaking sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads yeah it just makes me think of do you remember the game dino crisis oh god i love that game oh i love the hell out of that game um capcom if anybody from capcom is working you need to remake that game please use the unreal 5 engine because it'll be incredible just some weird stuff in the second game i think where some of the dinosaurs have guns and stuff like that it's just just real weird stuff to fight a velociraptor who has like a cannon on its arm it's weird I think they made a Turok Dinosaur Hunter game for the GameCube and PS2 that kind of had that same premise of like dinosaurs with guns strapped to them running around. 
I mean, I, I think that was Turok three Seeds of Evil, it? if I remember oh, right. Because so, so, yeah, that was. I think it was. You said it was the one on PlayStation, which I'm pretty yeah. sure because I was hyped to get that game when I plugged it in. I was like, this game is absolute trash. What happened? I just bought a copy of Turok two actually for the N64. I paid like all of ten dollars for it, so I'm pretty excited. I've been playing Turok one, so that's why I'm thinking about. Like when you mentioned dinosaurs, I immediately thought about Turok because of that. But oh, yeah. I have a correction actually. Turok three was Shadow of Oblivion. I think Turok two is Seeds of Evil. Yeah. And Turok two still has one of the best first person shooter weapons ever with the cerebral bore, one of the coolest weapons ever made. Oh yeah. Like I'm so excited to, uh, to start playing that if it ever arrives because it's eBay, so they take their sweet time they take their sweet time shipping these things. But back to cattle mutilations. That Sandhill Crane theory is out there, right? I think a more grounded theory, because we're at this point where this theory is grounded. Aliens. I think it's aliens. I don't see a way, really, in which it isn't. This is, I think, right out of their playbook. Just like how they will abduct humans and conduct experiments and then send them on their way. They just abduct animals, take what they need from them, which is genitals and blood, apparently, and they just drop them. And it may just be a case that that's what they need from their research, or it's something more sinister. Are they making hybrid creatures with it, or are they just... I guess I don't know what why they need this stuff, but it's kind of weird to think about. Yeah, and I want to take that a step further. So what if I, I'm trying to find how many disappearances there are, just unexplained disappearances of people. Now, you and I have talked about this before on here as well with the, uh, I believe it's a documentary called The Missing or The Hunted, The Missing 4, 411, where it's basically very well seasoned hunters go out to the woods and then for unexplained reasons they just disappear off the face of the earth now we've theorized before that they're encountering some sort of interdimensional wormholes or doorways and they're getting trapped into another dimension or another another reality basically but what if also these people are getting taken and they're part of a human mutilation project but for whatever reason they're not dumping the bodies like they normally would they're taking them with them and they're keeping them or they're using these people, like you said, for the hybrid project as well. So that's another scary thing because I always think about this every time I drive by an abandoned car on the road. I'm always thinking, what happened to the person? So my mind always immediately jumps to the cold case side of my brain where I'm like, oh man, it'd be really crazy if there was a serial killer that's going around just, you know, in a truck that just takes people, lures them in that he's going to help them and then they just disappear. But what if it's something more sinister where they're actually disappearing due to an alien abduction and they're part of part of a study, basically. Same thing that they're doing with these cattle and they're just systematically taking these people apart to study us. That's another thing to look at that I think is really scary. And Yeah, I never thought about the correlation between cattle mutilations and the missing 411. And it is, it is strange, like I said, these are experienced woodsmen and hunters that are disappearing without a trace. Now, you can always explain those away with predation and with caves and sinkholes and other natural causes, but for someone that is a seasoned woodsman and a seasoned hunter, it'd be hard to just 
fall into a cave and die. Granted, it is a lot easier to hide a human skeleton than it is a bull skeleton, but I almost think you're onto something there where they are taking these people that are more outdoorsy, more disconnected from society and experimenting on them more invasively than your normal everyday your normal everyday experimentation or abduction. So that could very well be the case. That is, oof, I didn't think about that. That's a good one. Another thing that I did want to bring up as well was some of the more natural explanations. Like I said, I, I mentioned earlier that the scientific community pretty much has a consensus for the most part that it's natural causes where the animal dies and then the external factors of being out under a very hot sun and then the scavengers so like flies and things like that they go after the soft tissues like the eyes the tongue the genitals the rectum first so that could be an explanation the thing that always hangs me up on it is the surgical precision and i know that people will say that flies will need all the soft tissue around but it's not going to be so precise that it looks like it was it doesn't even look like it was cut with a very sharp scalpel. It looks like it was a laser, which is really, really weird to me because there's even instances where some of the wounds are cauterized, where if you just have a swarm of flies snagging on something, they're not gonna cauterize the wound. And that just, that's really odd to me. Now, another explanation that some people have theorized about is animal cruelty, which is 100% something that could be and i know that there was a story of a horse and there was strange occurrence where this horse had been just killed they found it and the head neck had been skinned and defleshed and the body displayed in a very very weird way to where the cuts looked very precise and there was no blood at the scene so long story short it turns out that it was actually two students from alamusa state college that confessed to sneaking out into the pasture and shooting the horse several weeks after the case was publicized. There are people out there who will do things like this to, I guess, perpetuate cattle mutilation and try to make it more real to them if they believe it. That is another explanation that's out there. I don't really buy into that one a lot though. Yeah, I mean, to me, the scariest creature on this planet, even up against cryptids, creatures that are unexplained is always going to be humans because humans are scary. They're some of the most cruel creatures on this planet and they always will be. There is the other hypothesis that some of these mutilations are some sort of animal sacrifice. And I know the FBI looked into satanic cults and things of that nature in the 70s and 80s because a lot of people were really freaked out about it because of like the People's Temple and Jonestown. ATF, the FBI, and I think even the CIA looked into it and they didn't really find much evidence that there are actually these groups going around that are such menacing groups where everyone's wearing their black hooded robe and they're just sacrificing animals left and right. There could be instances where some of these corpses that are found are due to people playing a prank and then people maybe who are involved with cult activity. Just reminded me in my hometown at Scoville Zoo, one day when they opened up the zoo, all of the flamingos were beheaded. It was just really, really gross and just a really sadistic scene. And it turned out to be a kid that I actually went to high school with there could be some of those components out there with some of the stories, but I think as a whole, like you said, what, 3,500 cases of cattle mutilation? I don't think all of them are due to people just being crazy. Yeah, and like I said to preface before I start talking about the stories, if this is a person, we are dealing with one sick son of a And I stick by that. One that we have not brought up yet, the Chupacabra. 
Have we talked about the yeah. Chupacabra yet? No, because we haven't. this is the MO of the Chupacabra. Like, kills livestock, drinks the blood. Most times it's goats, but I know we're going to talk about the Chupacabra later in this season, actually. I think it's the episode after. What's it? We're going to do crop circles next week, and then we're doing the Wendigo. Then we're going to do the Chupacabra. So, in a few weeks here, we're going to talk about the Chupacabra. But let's just briefly touch on that because that is something it's mainly in latin american countries and the southwest united states which is where a lot of these cattle mutilations are happening could it be that there are chupacabras like a herd of chupacabras or like a community of chupacabras out there killing and sucking the blood out of these animals for sustenance and that could be the case who knows yeah i've always had a theory about the chupacabra as well that it's basically some sort of hunting pet grays use for that purpose of making sure that they don't leave any blood evidence. Not that they're concerned about leaving evidence or anything like that, but if they have a creature that is fully sustained on the blood of other animals, it would make sense if they're just basically taking Fluffy for a walk and then, oh, well, Fluffy took down that cow. Let's go ahead and actually take that up to our ship and study that a little bit. And then you know, they, oh, we're done with it, so let's just drop it off. So it's a theory that I've always had that the Chupacabra is basically like a watchdog or a pet of the Greys or something that they've been messing with to kind of not so much domesticate, but something that they've they've created. Yeah, I could see that. I could also see it going more in a domesticated route or it being a subspecies or an offshoot of a gray alien, like a hunter, like a gray alien hunter, because in some interpretations of the chupacabra they are bipedal small big-headed creatures with large eyes and fangs which is very close to the to the description of a gray alien without the fangs so could it be that this is like a hunting class of gray alien that is sent to hunt and retrieve it's another it's another possibility and i know with the chupacabra we're going to talk about this more in long form layer, so I'm going to stop talking about it now. But it's something to think on that this could, like, calculations could tie into a bunch of different cryptids, but it's, I think it's all connected in some way. Yeah. I mean, there's even the one that, that we're even forgetting about is vampirism. Who's to say that there's not a vampiric species that's out there that chooses to only feed on cattle that way they're not they're not being as there's not as much of a bright light shown on them because if you kill you can kill a hundred cows nobody's going to care like eventually i mean that that farmer is going to get pissy things like that but how much does that actually affect things but if you go out and you drain the blood out of a hundred people people are going to start taking notice of that yeah i agree that is something to think about is vampires maybe they're draining cattle blood to human blood because they want to stay under the radar could this be also the work of a dog man or a wolf man because we hear and see this off that dog man wolf man bipedal like creatures like that attack livestock and drain blood so this could be a billion things i remember hearing a story about a farmer having an encounter with a sasquatch where the sasquatch basically took two of his biggest hogs one under each arm and just walked over its fence back into the woods while these hogs were like screaming their heads off they knew that they were basically dinner for this animal yeah and 
I think Sasquatch is someone we don't talk about a lot, do we? Like for this being a show about the unexplained, we really don't bring up Bigfoot as often as I think we should. And what I will say is, yeah, it could be Sasquatch or it could be some jackass they call Bigfoot. Just some jackass normal person they call Bigfoot and then they bait and switch into watching a stupid f***ing documentary series that is actually a true crime show. And I don't care for true crime. That's bullshit. I'm pissed. Like you said that. You said Bigfoot. And I was like, oh, that f***ing documentary. Sorry. That's one of the things that I, that I really, I hate about studying cryptids and being a part of the cryptid community is that there is always somebody out there trying to make a quick buck off of people who truly believe that these creatures exist. It's the same thing with the people who gone out there and they have faked cattle mutilations just to get their name in the news and stuff like that. Like, oh, I don't know what happened to my cow knowing full and well that they're the ones that actually did it. So I really hate that because it definitely does throw a lot of mud on the study of cryptids and that these creatures could actually exist when you get these morons out there just trying to make a quick buck. Yeah, I agree. I think to cash in on cryptids is shitty because there are people who are very passionate about this stuff and people who take time out of their weekends and take time out of their week to produce podcasts about cryptids that have a lot of stuff to do during the week. So they can't just sit down for four f***ing hours and watch a documentary unless it's just, it is what it is. Back to cattle mutilations though, because I want to kind of put a bow on this because I think we've kind of, <laughs> I think we might have exhausted all the theories that we have for now. But when it comes to this stuff, cattle mutilations and that i i know i am someone and i think it i think a lot of people are this way too but i get squeamish when it comes to, to stuff that have cruelty to animals i just it makes me sad when it happens and i hope this is aliens some inhuman not something that's not human but i i can't i can't get behind this as a cult I can't get behind this as a lone actor, like someone who's just doing this for for shits and giggles. And I really can't get behind predation, unless it's predation by an alien species or predation by another cryptid like a chupacabra or a wolfman or a vampire. And that's something I think we'll explore that as we talk more about chupacabras, wolfmen, vampires. So that's kind of my, my 10 cents on it because it's gross, but I think especially to understand the phenomenon of aliens and extraterrestrials on this planet, we need to talk about alien abductions and we need to talk about cattle mutilations. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think it's something that we should look into because I don't want to get into it too much because I know that it can very easily get into that place where you start look, you start getting looked at like the, the people who are talking about the zeta reticulans, the lizard people, the the magma men who live in the center of the earth, and you get you get into really really tinfoil hat territory really fast with some of this stuff. But I do think it is important to there, there's evidence that something otherworldly is happening to these cattle, whether it's earthly, it's otherworldly, or it's just still unexplained. I mean, there's something weird going on with it, and I definitely think it needs to be studied a little bit further. I agree. And I think with that, unless you have something you'd like to add, I think that's about it for what we want to talk about, about cattle mutilations. 
I know we're trying to keep these episodes a little shorter because I understand that uh, these can be kind of a bear once we get to the hour mark, but that's really all we have, which is nice. So I just want to bring it up now. Keith, scale of one to 10, with one being no way, 10 being an absolute certainty. How certain are you that Calmulations is a product of a non-terrestrial, non-human being? Yeah, for me, there's just too much evidence with the surgical precision and just the strangeness of them. It just seems like there is something otherworldly. So I'm going to go with a solid seven on this. I'm not going to say 100% I've seen aliens take a cow or anything like that. There's definitely something strange and unexplained going on that seems otherworldly whenever it comes to these occurrences. What about you? I am definitely going to hover around the nine mark. I think that unless this is something where government people are draining blood from cows and cutting their genitals out, like, I'm going to leave that on the table because you never know what happens all the time that's weird and unexplained. But I will say this. I think it's aliens. And I think the evidence, like you said, the evidence points to something that is efficient and that has more resources than I think humans have access to right now. So I'm going to nine, solid nine. So I think we're both pretty certain on this one. So Oddity is written, produced and edited by me, Joe and Keith. All audio is used under the protection of fair use. Find us on Twitter at OddityTO. That's OddityTO like time out. And we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash odditystudios. Also, if you have a story, if you have a suggestion for what we should talk about next, please email us at podcast at oddity.studio. We're always open to suggestions, but next week we are going to talk about crop circles. We're initially going to do this as one episode for both, but I figure let's give them both their time in the sun. Yeah, next week is going to be a lot of fun. I have a couple of really interesting theories surrounding crop circles, as well as just something that's talking about how humans could be pulling us off as well. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about next week. Yes, and until next time, I want to thank you all for being patient over our holiday break. And we're going to be back and spookier than ever from here on. But until next week, when we talk about crop circles, I have been Joe. And I have been Keith. Watch your nuts. (laughs) Have a good one, folks.